Welcome to another, back to another youth-centered podcast. We've been off for a few weeks as we've been winding down the best summer ever here at the Youth Center. Uh, but we're kicking back into our podcast schedule, which we hope to have one new podcast every week, which will focus on things that are going on at the Youth Center, new things, new initiatives. We're really excited about the fall programs coming up, uh, and it'll all get real for us uh, next week when we get back to um, the whole year, school year. Uh, today, I'm happy to have my guest. Um, he's been a little put off that he hasn't been asked to come on the podcast yet. Uh, so this is his debut debut on the Youth Senate podcast. And I have none other than um, social programs coordinator Kyle Beans Paladino. Kyle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for finally having me. Beans is actually here to talk about his baby of a program in the fall. Um, it's uh, We're also celebrating, and that's why we're doing a podcast, we're celebrating our 15th year of the North End of the Fall Ball League, which is held here at the North End of Youth Center. And uh, Beans is the assistant coordinator of this program during the fall, and he's obviously very excited for that. But Beans, for people that may not know you, um, you know who is Kyle Paladinos, and why does all the kids call you Beans? So Beans came about uh, around freshman year of high school. I guess there was this old TV character from this old Disney Channel show, a show that I still have never seen called Even Stevens. And I guess 14-year-old Kyle looked just like Beans, and it caught like wildfire and obviously still goes from today. So it's an 11-year nickname going strong, and I don't see it dying anytime soon. And you seem to like it because even your Twitter handle is Beans Paladino. So, so Kyle, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, you are a lifelong North End of a resident, grew up here at the Youth Center, um, but you're working on um, over two years now here at the Youth Center. Um, tell us a little bit about what your job entails. So my job as a social programs coordinator outside of fall ball, it entails me, of course, supervising our part-time staff here every day after school. I implement and run a lot of activities after school, such as taking over the half-court shot competition on half days. I have implemented a boys' community service programs for all four seasons in the year, and then just being around for other various programs and field trips, implementing and try to find new exciting things for middle school, high school kids in North Andover. And Kyle's done a great job here. Obviously, remember Kyle as a kid coming to the youth center, a part-time summer employee, all the way up to being a full-time employee with us now. Uh, Kyle does a number of different programs uh, and has had some real success with the stuff he's done. But today we're going to focus on one one program, and this is the North Andover Fall Ball League, which uh, started in the year 2004. A uh, little history um, of North Andover's highs. Uh, basketball coach at that time, Mike McVeigh, was – looking to see if, uh, you know, a lot of the kids were obviously playing basketball at the youth center and wanted to see if we could put together a little bit of a league um, that could play a couple of nights a week uh, against various high school teams. Um, and in the first year, it was four original schools, was North Andover High School, Lawrence High School. Uh, we had actually Whittier Technical and Methuen High School. And that ran for a year, and then each year it has expanded to where we are maxed out right now. We actually have 22 teams this year, uh, and they all play one game a week. Obviously, you don't have that much gym time to play more than one 
game a week, um, but it is something that teams are uh, dying to get into this league. We've we've had so much success with it. Uh, we also even still to this day have 13 schools waiting on the waiting list to maybe get the calls to someday come to the the North End of a Fall Ball League. So. Uh, Beans, what will, what does your job entail in terms of running the North End of a Fall Basketball League? My job entails, as the assistant director, a multitude of different things leading up into the season, working on the schedule with you, of course, and getting our senior college coaches packet ready. What that packet entails is uh, a little bit of a blurb from the coaches about the seniors who are looking for college opportunities playing basketball, highlighting, you know, their strengths, maybe a little bit of their weaknesses, what they're trying to work on in the fall, and just giving the college coaches a little bit of more information further than the eye test of what they see. Um, During the season, of course, I am supervising our staff of Kyle Pibas, who is the master on the scoreboard console, and of course, our analytics master, Will Hominay, who is a master at his own craft just doing more statistics than I can believe all at one time for the entire game percentages box scores whatever you need Will's our guy and then of course our two our two mop guys for this fall Dylan Caporal who's a returner and a great worker for us in our fall and we're excited about our new hire Anthony Armano who will sure be a great hire for us and a great addition to the fall team and of course our various front desk staff members during the night who help in a multitude of ways at fall ball. That's great. So you've mentioned a lot of the folks that'll be working for us this summer. And uh, obviously you're in charge of what we call game management, uh, something that you had some great experience with down at Bridgewater State when you were a student down there and a manager for the basketball team. And then obviously some of your work at UMass Lowell. So obviously this is something that's right in your wheelhouse and uh, basically you do everything from set up to tear down at the end of the night. So obviously um, we got a few new upgrades. We always like to talk about something new that we're bringing to it, whether it be equipment wise uh, or et cetera. Over the last couple of years, we've had new chairs purchased for our spectators as well as coaches row um, and a number of other different things. So every year we actually do the gym floor over to get ready for the opening of the youth center in September. So that's been completed. But what were some of the other things that people might see new this year? Uh, They might see it a little brighter in the gym, first and foremost, when they walk in. We've had some fixed-up lighting there, and it looks fantastic in the gym, ready to go for optimal playing nights. Uh, Another thing that we have seen are new floor mops this year. So instead of towel boys, we now can call them mop boys, where we have standard-issued floor mops instead of the guys running out there bending over with just a towel from home. Uh, these floor mops are the ones we used to use at UMass Lowell. So for a Division One program, we are excited to bring those over to fall ball. And another new uh, toy for Kyle Pibas is a new Dactronics scoreboard console, which we will debut uh, the first game on September 9th in the fall. Uh, I think this will just improve by eliminating potential any controversies with the scoreboard or anything that might be wrong scoreboard going out or anything so i'm excited for these uh these new things that we have here and and it's just going to make fall ball better than last year 
Yeah, we are excited about the new scoreboard console. Um, our original one was uh, 19 years old, um, and it actually pretty much died at the end of last uh, fall ball season. So we've got a brand new one, and and yes, Kyle Pivas will not have sticky fingers or anything on the uh, on the controls. Uh, no one will be able to complain it because it is a state of the art console. So we're excited about that. We're also very fortunate to have real referees. This isn't some kind of a league that you know, just wings it with people refing or acting as refs. These are high-level uh, um, high school and college refs under the leadership of our assigner, Rich Napolitano, who has been with us for many, many years, and, and he takes care of assigning that. So what should our uh, players, our parents, especially our new teams, what should they expect in the area of referees for the fall, Beans? I mean, these referees are high class as it gets, and... Of course, major props to Rich Napolitano. He does a fantastic job coordinating all of this for us. These referees, I think my favorite thing about them is, aside from calling the game to a A-grade level, they really interact with the players. Um, of course, basketball has seen some rule changes, whether it be on defense or anything else in this league, um, just informing them of what they may have done wrong and ways to fix it. So. You know, they either don't commit a foul or they don't commit a violation. Uh, the referees also work with us. Uh, we are not a traditional league. We do not have five fouls and a player is eliminated. That is six fouls. Um, we also have a two-minute overtime. Next is one minute and then sudden death. The referees really do a good job adopting our rules. And like Rick said, these are fantastic high-level high level referees such as Julian Scott, who was able to get an experience this past summer refereeing um, in the NBA Summer League with some of the best basketball players in the world. So can't say enough about these referees. They're always on time. They're ready to go, and they just do it all high class. Yes, and uh, big props to Rich Napolitano, who does a wonderful job, and that's one less thing that we need to worry about every night. Um, you you established a uh, social media, obviously, is huge in the running of this league. So uh, you took it upon yourself to start a Twitter handle for uh, specifically only stuff to deal with NA Fall Ball. How about the address for folks? And tell us a little bit about how this has been received already. Yeah, so first and foremost, follow us on North Andover Fall Ball at NA Fall Ball. Um, I felt that our league is in such high demand, is so popular that instead of Rick uh, tweeting from his own Fenestembo account and then me doing the same thing from my account and then us having to find each other retweeting that we should just have a uh, universal account for this league because it is so popular and it does gain a huge following. And it ha we've had a great response to it so far. I think um, over 100 followers our first day of the account being run. Um, we do a good job of kind of previewing the league, who are the players to look out for, um, returning champions, returning uh, contenders who are new contenders, our new teams in the league, how are they going to fare, um, and just kind of overall what the experience is like. And what I plan to do with this Twitter account throughout the fall is uh, live updates, a few more pictures of games, maybe tip off some action photos. Um, this will be able to help us connect our weeks and reviews. Of course, the famous Fenestembo Week in Review, um, also coupled with 
my reviews of each game and highlights about that. So I just think it would be an easy follow for more updates for coaches, parents who might not be able to get there, follow NA Fall Ball for the latest on anything you need to know with this league. Yeah, and that Twitter handle is, uh, has been very popular already, doing a lot of the pre, preseason type things, but uh, at NA Fall Ball, make sure you uh, definitely check that out. We also have a website. You can actually connect through it through the North Andover Youth Center website or go directly, and it's www.fallballna.com. Uh, and that uh, website, uh, run by our webmaster, Jared Pikachuk, um, will have a schedule on it. It will have all the information you need to know about the league. It will have the results, standings, and things like that. Very transparent league. Um, you'll know every week you know, where you stand in the league. Um, as well as knowing exactly times at game start and everything. So uh, between the Twitter site and the website, you should have all the answers for that. Uh, we have 22 wonderful teams uh, this year. Um, we have 19 returning teams. Uh, and this year, we have actually three new teams. Tewksbury needed to take a one-year off last year, so they are back in the fold. And we're very excited to find out that our own very own Steve Boudreau will be actually be coaching the Tewksbury team this year as a new teacher in Tewksbury. He is going to be um, doing the Fall League, so good to see him on that. We also um, are having a very exciting uh, team from Drakeit. Brian Myers has done an unbelievable job over in Drakeit rebuilding a program that was quite frankly, the doormat of the MVC for many years, um, and his Drakeit squad went all the way to the Division III um, Eastern Mass game at the Garden last year, so we're excited to see his team here, and then uh, we also have a team for the Middlesex League. We've been looking to add some teams outside our area when there's availability, and this year the Winchester Sachems, John Fleming squad, is going to be here um, to their debut of, of the fall ball, so uh, one of the nicest things that we've, we started at the very beginning in 2004 was the fact that by hosting this tournament, lots of different um, youth centers and schools actually host off-season leagues. Uh, and the best thing for us is it, it actually was able to showcase our beautiful youth center to people that come through our doors to watch the games. And um, out of it, believe it or not, we have consulted with six different communities on how to build a youth center because their residents have come to us and say, hey, we want something they got over there. So it's obviously been a win-win for everybody. Uh, we've got some great sponsors. Uh, obviously, the town of North Andover, the North Andover Youth Center, is the premier sponsor of this program. Uh, we also have Stachy's Pizza, which is a great friend of the Youth Center, um, which uh, they are one sponsor. And also, Tease Printing does all the reversibles and obviously helps us out with some of our needs that we have during the year. Um, Stachy's is known for uh, putting on the Coach's Buffet. What's all that about, Beans? So the Coach's Buffet is brought about one week in every year, uh, week to be determined, usually around late October time. And that's just for all of our varsity coaches who are usually watching the game from up above. Mainly, uh, got to give a shout out to Dave Fazio, who loves to watch games from up in the lounge. So, you know, he's up there for a quick uh, bite to eat. But it's just to um, show these coaches a nice dinner and uh just a little shout out of our appreciation of what they do it's not an easy job coaching um high school basketball and they do it thankless and they really do a good job for their players in na fall ball obviously um our volunteer coaches just 
um, like I said, they're volunteering and they just do it out of the love of basketball. Obviously, you mentioned Steve Boudreau. He's a guy I think of firsthand for the love of the game and just a love of coaching and mentoring. These volunteer coaches, they do a really good job. They're not just a guy on the sidelines. They're someone who helps them, helps the players learn the system, gets all the players fair playing time to allow them to get exposure and show them what they're able to do uh, heading into the winter. And it's just our appreciation of what these coaches bring to our league. Yeah, I mean, they are, they do a great job. And obviously the full support of the high school programs from their principals down to their head coaches to participate in this. And then obviously our mandate to have, you know, responsible adults on the sidelines. And uh, we've got some unbelievable volunteer coaches. So looking forward to seeing a lot of old friends as well as some new guys that will be on the sidelines this year. Uh, over the years, we've had uh, eight kids go on to play Division One college basketball. We've had 21 go on to play Division Two college basketball. And we've had over 200 kids go on to play Division Three college basketball. So college recruitment is huge here. Um, we have a thing called Coach's Row. It's a separated area away from the parents and fans um, for college coaches to come in. Last year we had 42 Division II and Division III college programs here throughout the fall. And they come and you'll recognize them. They'll have all their, their, their polos with their you know, mascot on it and their names of their schools they're from. But all great guys. Um, they've been, become great friends of North Andover Fall Ball. So for them, we put together a comprehensive college package, which you kind of touched on a little bit earlier, Kyle, a little bit more on what this college recruitment package that we provide the colleges. Right. So this uh, college coaches packet is offers a little more than just the eye test on a player. You know, a college coach may come in, grab the packet, uh, first half of the game, just sit there and read it and you know maybe see a nice height or a w maybe he may be in need of a wing player and kind of read up on them not really thinking about getting a player from a certain team but then being able to have a little background information that can uh, give them a quick little interest and then they're obviously able to watch the player um, see that the description that the coaches provide matches up to what the player is showing on the court. It really just helps pique the interest of a college coach instead of just the eye test. And I think uh, the best thing the coaches do that provide that they provide in this college coaches packet is they talk um, more about, they talk a little more about the kid and not just the player and what they can do on the court. You know, they talk about their activities outside of school. Some mention, you know, if they have a good academic standing and just um, if they're a high character kid, coachable kid, anything like that. And it really uh, is just a little bit of an advertisement before the coach is able to see the player um, on the court. And it just allows them to get some more information because obviously when you're recruiting a kid, you want to know as much as you possibly can from a lot of different angles about the kid. Yeah, and that college package will be available um at the front desk when the college coaches sign in they'll get this free package um, and uh, we'll have them all fall for everyone to see it's very com comprehensive it's free it's uh, it's one of the nice things we do do and uh, we, it's really exciting to see a lot of kids who 
have gotten no college recruitment, whether it be with their high school program or their AAU program, and then they come to fall ball, and all of a sudden they've got college coaches interested in them. So we're obviously very proud of that and uh, very proud of our relationship with all of the colleges that come through our barn doors. And speaking of the barn doors, um, we also have a very unique setting here. Um, People that have been here before will know what I mean, but some of those new people coming through the doors, um, our gym is actually modeled after an old red barn that I used to actually sit on the site here. Uh, And if it's good weather, which the month of September and early October usually is, uh, we will have the barn doors open and we will have um, bleaches that are on both ends of it, um, and it's really a nice way to watch the game. Uh, Johnny Bag of Donuts McElroy has already reserved his seat on the first row, um, and obviously if it's inclement weather, the barn doors will be closed. But, um, you know, we're really excited about what our gym looks like, how it looks, and uh, people really love playing on that. Uh, one quick disclaimer, we are living in a really strange climate uh, stage right now Um, and if people don't believe in global warming uh, we do actually have one night which is usually just a bad night with humidity or whatever and we have to adjust and change the schedule of the game so I do remind people that that probably will happen once Uh, it doesn't usually happen more than once a fall but that is something we're dealing with right now with just this crazy weather that we're dealing with so the end zone seating come down early and you get a seat on that so Kyle how's that schedule coming so the schedule is just about wrapped up. I have been working on it for about the past week and just making sure that every team plays one game per week. I try to um, cater to teams who may or may not have a request if they play in another fall league or they're traveling from quite a ways just to make sure I can uh, accommodate as well as I can for them. Uh, I'm real excited about the schedule based off of uh, the success of teams last year. Uh, got some exciting games all throughout the season. And I think my favorite part about the schedule is throwing in some games that might throw some people for a surprise. I think in the fall, these coaches want their teams to be challenged a little bit and see how they handle adversity. And we've had countless games in my two years here as assistant director where you know we may expect a big deficit or a differential in a game and it turns out to be what we like to call a barn burner here so any given night any team in fall ball can beat any other team so I don't think there's any easy games in this schedule and I'm excited for how it's going to play out. Yeah you've done a great job with the schedule just putting a fine-tooth comb on and hopefully have it to our coaches by the end of the week so they can plan accordingly. And, you know, kudos to you, Kyle. Um, It is not easy putting a schedule together with lots of conflicts that people have, and I think we do a really good job of meeting everybody's needs. Um, You know, we got some teams covering it coming a different distance that we had to kind of meet those needs, and we got people coming up 93 with traffic, and uh, I think we've done a, a really nice job with that. So looking forward to see the final schedule. Um, we have a thing called the rules of engagement, which is our rules, uh, pretty basic high school ro- rules. If this is the first time you've been here, um, typical off, off, um, season leagues, uh, you know, stop time, which is really good. It will not be running time. Um, and we play pretty much all high school rules. We have a couple of different things. We in the past have been actually used as a te- test site for the CBOA, which have explored different possible rule changes. So over the years, 
Um, we've worked with the CBOA to actually put into play some rule changes here that they would then evaluate. We'd have to provide some documentation on that, and they will take a look at long-term possible rule changes. Uh, this year, not much um, new rules. Um, you mentioned earlier, we are with the NBA rule in terms of there will be six fouls before you foul out of the game as opposed to five. I think our overtime is, is pretty exciting. The first overtime is two minutes. Uh, the second overtime is one minute. And then when we get to the third overtime, which usually happens once or twice a fall, you get the very exciting uh, sudden death, which means uh, the first hoop wins. So that's always uh, fun to watch. Uh, we will be adding a little bit of difference this year. We'll be doing a little bit of the NBA rule um, in the last minute of a game or overtime. If you get possession of the ball and you call timeout, you'll have the opportunity, if you choose to, to take it at half court instead of on the baseline. So that'll be something different this year. Um, we have a very strict rule, and we might as well just get it out there today. Um, we do not. We are not a ragtag league. Uh, you can't wear whatever shirt you wear. You have to wear the very impressive reversible that we give each kid. Um, and if you don't wear it, you can't play. It's as simple as that. No reversible, no play. Uh, we're excited the reversibles this year are um, the colors of um, Merrimack College. Um, we're actually dedicating this season to our good friend uh, Bert Hamill, former head coach of Merrimack College, who died last October way too young. And uh, Bert was a huge friend of the North End of Youth Center for over two decades. He was also a person that came to recruit guys from Merrimack College. And he also was here as a father. He had two sons, Lucas and Cooper, that played at Central Catholic and Methuen, that actually uh, he had to come and just be a father and watch. So we will be having um, blue uh, with gold lettering on one side, and the other side will be white with blue. So I think it will be pretty impressive along with a, a new logo we have on that. So we're excited about that. So what are these guys playing for, Beans? We, um, we basically go for the championship, which we've named after T.J. McAvoy who is a former North End of a police sergeant, um, who was also a, a IAB, IABO referee. Um, he actually refed the fall league games uh, and unfortunately um, died too young. He died of a heart attack. Um, and on way of us of remembering him is the championship trophy is named after him. The runner-up trophy is named the Bill Meckel uh, Memorial Trophy, and Bill Meckel was a famous high school basketball player here in North Andover who also passed away way too young. Um, so it's our way to remember him also with the runner-up. And then the third uh, award we have is the Pat Connaughton MVP Trophy, which was won by Brian Mattia last year from Lawrence. Pat Connaughton is um, unequivocally the greatest player to ever play in the Fall Ball League. Uh, he played at St. John's Prep and then went on to play at Notre Dame and is presently with the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA. Um, him along with George Niang are the best two players that ever played in this gym. Um, and both of them have actually sent us a signed um, NBA jersey of those guys that will actually hang during fall ball too. So we're pretty excited about that. Uh, we are going to add one more award this year, and that's in the memory of Bert Hamill, and that will be the Warrior Award, and that will be for the kid that just does everything that epitomized the way that Bert lived and coached. Uh, so that will be our newest award that we're going to offer, and that will happen, and we wrap up this whole league by the end of November. So, Beans, what else should people expect from the Fall League? I think people, uh, especially for those three new teams coming in, especially Drake it, and Winchester, they should expect a competitive atmosphere. Like I touched on earlier, there are no easy games. 
in this league, they should be expect to be tested every night, and their players um, should expect to be ready. As far as the players, you know, not everyone who may be on the varsity team in the winter plays in the fall. You know, we have football, soccer players who obviously have those fall commitments who might not be able to get that opportunity. So in a, from a player standpoint, this fall is a great opportunity, whether you're fighting for a roster spot, fighting to carve out a role for yourself in the winter, you know, you're going to have your number called plenty of times. So you just have to be ready to show what you can do once a week, every night, whether it's diving on the floor, whether it's taking charges, or if you have to knock down shots, you know, talking to all these players here, you know, you just got to be ready to show what you can do. As far as, you know, everyone else, you can just expect everything from fall ball, you know, we'll have barn doors open, we may have a humidity issue. So we might be playing outside one night in the fall, which we had to do last year. And I kind of like the uh, old school touch that it gives this league. There's just um, great atmosphere in the gym It's always lively from parents to varsity coaches to old timers coming in to watching the game to young kids coming in and watching every game uh, shout out to my guy Kenny Perez him and his father here almost all three nights of the week watching every game just growing into the game of basketball and I love seeing that father-son connection it's surely a bond that they have together which is special so fall ball just really gives you everything you may need to see um, great basketball atmosphere it gets loud um, in the barn door, it's going to be hot in the gym, but it's no better off-season league than fall ball. Yeah, and, and Kyle kind of runs the league right now, but one thing that I'm still actively involved is um, doing the uh, the famous Fennis Dembo Week in Review, which we have posted on the website usually by every Friday night. Um, and the review is everything. It's um, Kyle's game results. It'll have standings. It'll have any news that we have to get brought to everybody in the league. It will also have, um, you know, who the MVP of the week is, some of the rising players that had great weeks, uh, all the way down to a uh, little editorial by Fennis himself on some issue regarding basketball or whatever. And it's, it's comprehensive. It's usually between 15 and 18 pages a week. Uh, takes me a, a bit of time to do it late at night, but uh, it's uh, a passion uh, and uh, interested in continuing to doing. And it's actually very well, well read. We have a tremendous readership of the Fennis Dembo uh, Week in Review. And those college coaches who can't make it on a given week usually are reading it to find out different things we write about. So you'll check that out. So, um, Beans, who's going to win it this year? It's hard for me to go against the uh, reigning champions, the Lowell Red Raiders. I think uh, my favorite thing about that team is just their dynamite backcourt of uh, Nate Seattle and Carlos Nunez. Those two have been, for the two years I've been here, they've been their starting backcourt. And I think my favorite thing about those two is just whether they're up by 20, down by 20, or in a tie game with less than a minute left, they're bringing everything they got. And they got to be two of the best rebounding guards in the state. They really uh, just love to fly in from the perimeter, grab a rebound over the big guys. If uh, Nate doesn't get the rebound, you know he's running right up behind you trying to pickpocket the rebounder on the other team. Um, Nate does a good job controlling the point 
for that team. Carlos, of course, knocking down shots, using his crazy athleticism to do what he can do. But there's another, there's a handle of teams I'm excited for. I know Andover, of course, coming in with a super senior Kyle Rocker, who's uh, definitely in contention for MVP this year. Uh, Pelham's a nice surprising contender with their dynamic backcourt of Drew Brown and Derek Crowley. So there's a, there's a lot of competition in this league. So Yeah, it's going to be hard to uh, go against Lowell. Uh, they're my favorite to win it. They were last year, and they, uh, they lived up to the building, beating Lawrence in the finals. I have them as definitely the team to beat, um, and a lot because of what you said there. And Nate and Kyle also terrific, terrific backcourt, not a better backcourt in the league. Um, also, some teams in the hunt uh, definitely expect the Lawrence Lancers. Uh, they actually have a goal to be the first team ever to win four fall ball titles. They've won three. Uh, they're looking to be the fourth, and they got some terrific players on that. Don't sleep on, as we said, Andover. Coach Faze's team, I think, is ready to make a real push after the last couple of years of not being probably one of the top teams in our fall league. Um, but I see them being there. Um, if Drew Brown can get healthy, along with Derek Crowley, Pelham is in the discussion, uh, and I've already predicted they will win the New Hampshire State Division II title uh, in the wintertime. They will be missing some football players, but it's a terrific team. And do not sleep on Bill Ricker. Um, Coach Pastrulo's team is their uh, second year in the league, and they are pumped. They take this league very serious, and they've got some studs that are, are going to push the limit. Um, so, I mean, I got some other guys. Do not sleep on St. Peter Marion. Two years ago, they won this league, beating Methuen in the final. Last year, they, they struggled. Uh, that's an understatement, but they've got some, uh, they've got a transfer that I love, and they've got um, some returning players will be really good. And as I said, Bill Ricker, and don't sleep on the Clippers from Newburyport. I think that they're going to uh, surprise some people down here, too. So let me go quickly to our listeners here, just kind of give people a highlight of the of the teams and some of the players they should uh, look out for. Malden Catholic will play every game um, like it's their last game. They really get after it, and they're going to be led by a terrific point guard, Tony Felder, um, a wing, Christian Rios, and a senior, Josniel Perez. Um, don't don't think that this team's not going to come and bring it every day. Uh, they also got some young guys they're bringing. St. Peter Marion, as, as I said, they have a flat-out shoot, a kid I love, Cody Smith. Uh, Andrew Barnaby, they can just rebound with everybody. And their transfer is a kid that actually um, I have the ability to train, a kid named Hunter Johnson, who's uh, had a great last year in the offseason, so he'll add something. Londonderry, uh, we'll be missing some kids due to football, but uh, they will be led by a really talented guard, junior named Jackson Cox, um, and they will also have Scotty McElroy, who will definitely play really well. Andover, like you said, they will live and die with um, Kyle Rocker, who will definitely be in the discussion for the MVP award. But FaZe has got some terrific role players, and I love his now sophomores. I love them as freshmen. I love them as sophomores now, so do not sleep on Andover. Lawrence, Coach Moose's second year at the helm, and he's got these guys playing. I saw them a ton during the summer and different kids every night as he was looking at different things, but expect the Lances to be in the hunt. They will be led by one kid that I'm just a huge fan of, Brandon Gorris. I, I think he's the best player, uh, but they'll have Jeremiah Melendez, Angel Herrera, Noah Tejeda, and uh, a nice wing by the name of Gabe Zarilla. So look for Lawrence. St. John's Prep might be down a little bit this year. They lost a few kids to um, 
transfers, but um, you know, Aiden Callahan's a stud. He's going to be a really good Division three college basketball player. Noah Thomas gets after it, and uh, our local guy here from North End of Sean McDonald just plays really, really hard. Uh, Newburyport will be led by Parker McLaren. Um, Casey, his brother, has moved on to Tufts. Um, so Parker will have a big role along with Jake Robinson, who's a terrific player, Ryan Archie, uh, and some young guys that are going to be taking a step up. Uh, Burlington, I think, is going to surprise people this year. I think they can play. I saw them at Hoops for Hope. Coach Connor's team is really ready to take on Fall League, uh, and he's got two really good guys at the seniors that are going to lead. Mike Melanson, uh, younger brother of of, um, of, the, of a brother that actually played a few years here for us. So we're, we're good to see this guy. And uh, the kid that's probably the most improved, one of the most improved players in our league will be Kyle Inglis. So look for him. Westford Academy is always a great uh, addition to our league. Um, seniors Jake Barrasano and Declan Morse will definitely be leading the squad. But um, do not sleep on my guy Alex Oakleaf. Uh, kid's going to be a junior really growing into his body right now and uh, getting better every single day. And uh, he is going to be a really good junior. And then obviously next year as a senior. Wachusett will have a really good team. We're waiting for their whole roster to come in. Coach Gibbons will be getting to that shortly, but there's one kid I'm really high on. That's Paxton Heinaluma, who's actually been coming off injuries the last two years down here in the Fall League. But um, the kid can play, and again, one of the most improved players in the offseason. Tuxbury's back, and uh, Coach Boudreau will be uh, leading a couple of kids that we think have just gotten really good over the last 18 months, and that's Dom Valway and Brady Egan. So the Redmen are back. Winchester is one of our new teams, um, looking to see all their talent. Honestly, don't know much about them right now, so we'll, we'll figure that out in the first couple of weeks. But they got a big physical guy, Gus Kraft. I think that's going to be a big plus to this, uh, this league. Drake gets the exciting one. Um, again, Coach Myers has done a phenomenal job. Um, don't know his team real well. They don't play in hoops for hope, so I haven't really seen them. But this guy can coach, and his kids can play. So um, look for a lot of good things. Um, I'm probably going to butcher this name, but I'll try. Uh, they got a point guy named Faraya Zubadoka, and uh, he is going to be a kid to watch. Um, so we'll take a look at that. Uh, Coach Suleiman Wayne's Haverhill squad's got a number of guys. Emmanuel Arias is a legit point guard. Uh, Brandon Arnold's coming off a strong campaign last year. And they got a sharpshooter who's doing more than just shooting right now, Zach Gurton. So keep an eye on him. My old hometown of Methuen, uh, obviously um, one of the original four schools here. Uh, they will be led by Isaac Allen, who's greatly improved at the guard spot. Uh, they got Kevin Chegg, who's a pretty good three-point shooter. And then uh, they got a big guy, Andrew Lucier uh, from Methuen. He'll be more of a four or five man. Uh, he's played the wing in the past, but he's going to have to play big because they're not really big this year. Lowell, as we talked about, it starts and ends with Nate Seal and Carlos Nunez. But uh, they got Richie Etienne, and they got a big man there, Tyson Armstead, that uh, I think is going to be good too. Uh, Salem, New Hampshire is back again. Uh, they have um, they have a nice guy. You got to keep an eye on three seniors: Trevor Domenico, Mike Ferentz, and John Bennett, who have been working hard, and a rising junior, Aiden Ayala. Really like this kid. North Andover is going to be missing some some players due to football, and obviously this is a more inexperienced team from a team that went to the to the Songas twice uh, in the last two years. But they'll be led by, as some people describe, the the best pure shooter in the area, Kyle Moore. Uh, keep an eye on a real tough baseball player who just knows his role in basketball, Jack Morin. 
Matt Kutz with a lethal first step. And uh, the point guard, the point guard of the future here for North Andover looks like Jack Castellano. So he'll be getting his feet wet with that. Chelmsford will be led by a great guard, Subi Nikuga. Um, Subi has been around for a long time. It's his senior year, and I expect him to be the main guy for Chelmsford. With Pelham, we talked about Drew Brown and Derek Crowley. Derek Crowley's coming off a great year. Um, I expect big things from him, and college coaches should be keeping an eye on both him and Drew throughout the fall. You know, again, Drew, get healthy and get back here fast. And then Bill Ricca, love this squad. It all starts, in my opinion, with Ryan Murphy. I mean, he's a Division I college baseball player, but he's a pretty good basketball player, too. Uh, and then he's got some other players, especially Aiden Deedy and Andrew Sitchiot, I think his last name is said. Um, he will be uh, really influential with that, so don't sleep on Bill Ricca. We're still also waiting for the roster to come in from Peabody. Um, they expect to be better than they have been the last couple of years down here, so we're excited about that. So just a quick review of some of those guys, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about a lot more guys as the season goes along. So, Beans, we uh, we got to wrap up this podcast here. Um, what, do, what do you want to say maybe to last, last word to our fans, our players, our coaches, the people that have supported uh, Fall Ball since 2004, our 15th year in operation? So, first and foremost, like you just touched on, thank you to everyone who's had any sort of hand in this league, whether it's a part-time staff worker who's now off at college from – all our sponsors, the Youth Center, Tease Printing, Stodgy's Pizza, on and on. All the fans who, you know, may not even have family member or a friend in the league who just come because they're a basketball gym rat. Um, all the players who give 100% effort every time they're in the gym. Uh, thanks to Pat Connaughton, who still keeps in touch with us and uh, really makes his uh, voice heard about how great this league is all the way from his busy NBA lifestyle. Uh, there's countless people to thank for entering my third year, really bringing me along. Kyle Pyrus, Will Hominay, you yourself, Rick, um, and can't say enough about Richie Napolitano and all the referees. Fantastic job they do. And of course, all the varsity coaches for lending their good word and testimonials about our league. Uh, we've had an Eagle Tribune article, a Lowell Sun article about us and of course all the college coaches uh coming in trusting us with our league and the product we put out is fully by the players and their effort and attributes to the league so can't say enough about it yeah and you you've done a great job beans and i got full faith in you that you're going to pull off fall ball 2019 flawlessly but we are really looking forward to it looking forward to having a lot of people come back to the youth center and see our facility and all the great things we do here um, we don't do a ton of basketball like we used to, but this is uh, this is one thing that's obviously a basketball program that has been critically acclaimed for all these years. And, um, you know, it can't help but think back for me to, um, you know, Richie Bodden, the Methuen coach, Paul Neal, the Lawrence coach, Mike McVeigh, um, the North Andover coach, and Dave Fabrizio, the Whittier tech coach, the first four coaches that actually bought into possibly doing this. And all of the teams that have been with us all of those 15 years, and uh, you touched touched on Pat. I mean, Pat's a busy guy in the NBA, and he, 
he gives us a shout out on Twitter at least a couple of times during the year. And he's always checking in on his beloved St. John's Prep Eagles on how they're doing. So it's been a uh, it's been a great run here. Um, I've been happy to kind of turn over the the roles mostly to beans here as we go forward here and um, we're hoping for another 15 years down the road so again thank you to everyone for making this possible over the last 15 years and we look forward to seeing everybody we start the week of september 9th the schedule will be out probably by next week for public consumption we have to send it out to our our coaches right now just to have everything double checked but we should be good to go and um you know, the, the year is going to be, uh, we're going to put in memory of our good friend, Bert Hamill, who we miss dearly, um, and wish he was here with us today to, to celebrate our 15th birthday here with um, the North End of a Fall Ball. So thanks again for coming on the podcast, Kyle. And as we finish every podcast, we always say too much passion is not enough passion.